0: Table for Two The garlic rolls had been ordered, and we were sitting in a booth at Morrow's Restaurant downtown. The Italian restaurant had been there forever on Water Street, right in the heart of talk, near the giant yachts docked along the Kalamazoo. Everyone at the restaurant knew Sarah, and we were able to bypass the long wait outside. Tell me the truth. Why are you here? It was her first real question. The question wasn't as easy as it sounded to see you, Sarah. You're the love of my life. I was kidnapped, my cheating idiot of a wife had been murdered, and I had to kind of kill two government agents. I've also read an in-depth top-secret file about how aliens are blowing up the earth in two, and I thought now was as good a time as any to take a road trip, again, to see you, the love of my life. The only way I could express my true feelings about her without appearing super creepy was telling her the end of the world was near. The hitch was, telling her about our impending fate would only wreck everything for her, and she was one of the people I wanted to protect the most, especially now. I desperately wanted to tell her that I'd never gotten over her and thought about her pretty much every day since she left me in front of the Pike House. I also wanted to tell her my heart leapt out of my chest every time I looked in her eyes, but I thought it would probably tip the creepy scale off its pedestal. Sarah, I know you're married, and this is inappropriate but I can't keep it to myself. I came to see you. Her eyes grew wide with panic, and she gestured me to stop, but I couldn't. Please, I have to get this out. I've been through a lot lately, and... What's wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? Her panic had turned into giggles. What's so funny? I'm about to pour my heart out to you. Parker, do you remember Mimi? She was still laughing. Her grandmother was right behind me. Mimi, I stood up to greet her, but I think almost anyone can tell you that standing up in a booth doesn't work. Oh, dearie, don't let me interrupt you. You're the toilet kid, aren't you? Parker Duke, ma'am. It's a pleasure to see you again. All of a sudden, I'd turned into a tight-ass southerner like Chewy. Well, nice to see you, too. I don't know if she's told you this yet, but she's married with a kit. She said, winking at me afterwards. She was my favorite Campbell other than Sarah. Mimi was as sharp as a tack, and I love that she referred to herself as an old broad. She turned towards Sarah. Sweetheart, I was passing by, and Tim Hessian told me you were in here with a stranger, which I found too scandalous to pass up, so I thought I'd come in and say hello. She looked at me and then back at Sarah. I'm glad I did, too. Are you coming to dinner tomorrow night? Yes, Mimi, can I bring anything? You can bring Sonny here if you want, but it might get ugly if he starts pouring his heart out in front of Larry. I'll see you there, Mimi. Sarah got up from the table and gave her a big hug and kiss on the cheek. Mimi gave me a wink as Sarah was hugging her. I had the feeling she still liked me. On past visits, I got along well with both Sarah's mother and grandmother. The Campbell ladies were all blue-chip first class, which made me love Sarah even more. The chaos has already started. This is all my fault, Sarah said, tearing up again, putting her head in her hands. I tried to move over to her side of the booth, but she stopped me. Parker, please don't. I'm married. I went back to my side of the booth, feeling lost, and waited for her to say something. After what felt like hours of silence, she cracked. I'm so sorry I didn't call you. She blew her nose, which sounded grosser than I expected, and continued, You were so mad I was going to end my pregnancy and I was so mad at you for being such a jerk about losing money you didn't even earn. I thought what we were going through was a little bit more important than your dad bankrupting his father's company. Obviously, I couldn't end the pregnancy and thank God I didn't. Harper's the best thing I've ever done. After I was done being mad at you, I couldn't believe you weren't calling me. You didn't come for me. I thought you were the one. I loved you and I thought you loved me why didn't you call me? I was dumbfounded. Oh my God, I would have, had I known it was an option. Do you remember our last conversation? I wanted you to keep the baby and it was a non-starter for you. We were too young to play house and I couldn't even get my head out of my own ass, I think is how you phrased it. Sarah laughed a sheepish laugh. Well, that was an understatement. You left me to abort our baby. I thought that was a pretty good indication you were done with me. And I thought, like every girl before you, you were only attracted to me for my money. She looked at me with disgust. I could never understand that. I could tell you a hundred times and you wouldn't believe me. It was maddening when you'd hint around about that after you'd buy me something I never asked for. You never understood it wasn't about your money. I shrugged my shoulders. I'm not the best-looking guy. I've always thought you were beautiful, Parker. You made me laugh every day. Nobody could cheer me up or make me laugh like you. You're a wonderful, giving person. Your money had nothing to do with it. I hope you learned that after you lost it. Meh. Let me finish, please, while I still have the courage. I was so embarrassed about getting pregnant. I didn't tell anyone at school. My lie kept getting bigger and bigger. After I left school... Larry visited me and saw my big belly, he's been here ever since. People from school would come through the shop from time to time, and I'd ask them about you, but no one knew where you went after graduation or how to get in touch with you. You literally disappeared. That was on purpose. I was embarrassed and humiliated. Even guys in my house were mocking me. I still haven't gone back to Purdue since graduation. That's funny, me neither, mostly out of fear of exposing myself. Do you do that a lot? I couldn't help it. Huh, poorly worded. I meant exposing our secret love child and having you find out. Are you in love with Larry? It's complicated. I love him. He's an incredible dad, but I'm not in love with him. We have an arrangement. You might have guessed it already, because I remember discussing this with you in school, but we were right. He is gay, and his family would freak out if they knew. We've never had sex. While this fact made me very happy, I thought it best not to point it out. This is a small town, Parker. A very conservative small town, and pregnant and unmarried was a big deal around here. It was a horrible situation. You know how conservative my parents are. There was a lot of pressure from them to get married. Why not? Larry could keep his family happy, and I could keep my family happy if we just partnered up. We were already best friends. Even if I could have found your number, I honestly don't think I had the courage to call you. Larry was here for me and proposed. I realized I took the easy way out. She looked me square in the eye. But I felt like it was my only choice because he was here for me. You're kidding, right, about the he was here for me part? Because I didn't even know. I would have been here for you. I wanted to be. When I saw my check to the clinic was cashed, I assumed you went through with the procedure. When I canceled the procedure, I asked them to keep your money as a donation. Oh, Sarah, I had no idea. Calling someone after they leave you seemed like harassment to me. I didn't want to be that guy. I was already pathetic enough. I really don't want to fight over it, though. We've wasted too much time already. I'm just now finding out you really loved me. If you didn't think I loved you, why did you come here now and come to my store? Oh, boy. Do I go extra creepy and tell her I've never stopped loving her? I didn't even know where all this was going. Did she want to be with me? Fuck it. It's the end of the world. It didn't matter whether or not you loved me. I've never stopped loving you. Over the last couple of years, I've become more of an optimist, and I guess I thought you would at least remember us fondly. Which I know sounds creepy, but, huh! She interrupted. How what? You're calling yourself that now? Parker Duke, you have never been an optimist. You know what you can't stop? Progress, I know. I said I loved it. But that's one saying. It's going to take a lot to convince me you've turned over a new leaf. Okay. I can see the merit in that. Anyway, I just went through some rough events over the last couple of days, and when that happens to you, you tend to prioritize. I paused, and she looked at me, confused. Oh, my God, are you really a widower? You're not wearing a wedding ring. I assumed you guys made that up. Please tell me that part was a lie. It wasn't a lie. I tried to look glum, but I doubt it worked. I was so excited to be with Sarah like this, it pained me to even speak Margot's name. I'm sorry to hear about your wife. Don't be. Now she only loved me for my money. Oh, Parker. No, trust me, it's not pessimistic. She told me herself, or rather, I overheard her telling a friend on the phone. She said it disgusted her to have sex with me. Oh, baby, that's terrible. Your sex is great, trust me. She was folding t-shirts at the Gap when I met her. You met her in the Gap? No, my old boss's wife set me up with her. She was a social climber. I met her at an art auction, and I bought a $1,200 painting just to impress her. What a desperate fool. I'm confused. Are you divorced, or are you a widower? You don't seem distraught. A widower. She was murdered. Sarah stopped drinking and went white in the face. By her lover. She spit her wine out all over me and my pizza. That was pretty cool. Do you get to do that often? I wiped the wine off my face. Are you messing with me? I wish I was, but I'm not. I was giving a speech at Chewy's school last Thursday, and she and her lover had a spat. Her lover shot her in the face because she was going to leave him. Thankfully, he shot himself, too. I'd prefer to think of it as a type of natural selection, a culling of the herd, if you will. I would laugh, but it's too shocking and gross and terrible. I would cry, but I've moved on. And just for the record, I would have never told you I loved you if you were married to a straight guy and had a kid with him. I'm not that reckless. Larry didn't have you fooled, she laughed. He never had me fooled. That's why I was never jealous. He's just like Bo. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. He came out to me before we got married. I didn't care. It was an easy solution. I've let him do what he wants. I know he's had a fling or two, but you know Larry. He's timid and very careful not to cause a stir. Like I said, small town, I get it. I look down at my wine-soaked pizza and back at Sarah. Not that I don't like my pizza with an alcoholic content, but I'm stuffed from the garlic rolls anyway. What do you say we go to that bar on the water across the street? Coral Gables? I think so. Remember the place we played pool downstairs? It was Christmas. That's the crowbar, she said. Sure, why not?